Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 493, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co-host and my cousin mike down in florida how you doing today michael oh fabulous what's new down in florida uh not much no no back up happy about that i'm happy about that that's good how's the weather beautiful yeah 91 today nice pool's cooling off a little bit in a good way though no i like it i like it when it's hot above 90 Yeah. yeah there you go yep and we're also joined uh, this week by Angry New Phil Jr. Phil, what's going on, bud? Not that after some initial audio setbacks there, I think we're finally going fairly well here. How are you guys doing? Good. I was really close to – I was going to start recording because I was ready to see something get thrown in the Phil studio. <laughs> we were hoping that you might just smash the new microphone. I said you might hit that record just spot start right recording, start recording. I was so excited to have this new mic, too. I, I think we got it settled. Yeah, you sound good. I think the enough. problem though is with all of our with all of our layoffs. Usually we'd send Eugene up. And and whenever we have somebody in, in studio, he usually sets up their office. Yeah. But we, we let it what was it, years ago we let Eugene go, right? Yeah, we were trimming the fat back with when COVID hit. We had to cut some uh trim the fat and he never came back from his furlough. Yeah, he didn't him. come back. <laughs> no, Did we, you guys we, get a PPP loan on that one. <laughs> so don't we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> I got six DVC contracts with that. <laughs> Is that the Pete Werner special? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you couldn't let that one go, could you? No, I had to. I was a layup. You, you passed it right down in, in the. I did. Line. I was setting yeah. you. I was queuing one of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. One. What's new, Phil? How you doing? Not doing bad. Labor Day's passed. Hopefully, this weather will break and start focusing on something other than work. Yeah, you get kind of, you should be through the uh, the funny season now, huh? If only I sent you guys pictures yesterday. There wasn't much to see. No, that's true. That was crazy because it was pretty clear up here, but I can admit it. And we're only, what, 25 miles away from each other, if that. Yeah, I was finding my way where I was going by Braille. You, you watching the tropics? This thing's zigging and zagging all over the place. Oh, yeah. Mike, you're going to get spared this one. Hopefully, Gary and I don't eat it. Yeah, it's going up north, but it weakens. It looks like it's going to be a cat one by the time it gets in the North Atlantic. 
Yeah, I don't even pay attention. The only time I paid attention was when I thought it was going to affect my Disney trip but Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, you could give a rip about the native people who live down here who lose their house. How's this going to affect my flights? That's what I, yeah, I said yeah. that. I was yeah, I know. about it at least. Yeah, you, you know, you play this whole millennial sensitive guy and, and you're just a miserable prick, just like Angry Newfield Jr. and myself. I don't play anything. Oh, you play that card at times. He, that you're he a plays nice, the good cop he, in our yeah, crew, doesn't he? <laughs> he certainly does. Just because I'm the best of the four of us doesn't mean I'm a good guy. That's a low bar to <laughs> Relatively speaking. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Mike so, and I are here to keep you honest. It's okay. Yeah, yeah well, that's true, too. Mike, how's, uh, how's Sarah Bay? You happy to be back? I'm happy to be Carlisle Maring. Shout out to him. I know he's a listener of the show. Oh, is he? He's a big listener. Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah. What a great job he did, Pudge. You gotta you gotta come down here. All right. You gotta get down here. I'll be down. The now you can chip too, right? I'm yeah, well on this new grass and now you can chip for one round. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Getting up and down <laughs> twice really, really messed up my statistics. In the good way. Yeah. That's good, though. It's kind of like a gin. It's just going to throw it off. <laughs> you got to. Like, you gotta my save percentage now, like, to... went, well, like, is just slightly under 1%. We got to work it back down to the to the median there. Exactly. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week, though, don't we? We were going to do. Yeah, we were going to do some trip reviews, but we had to push it off after the uh, big D23 announcement. Yeah, it's like, so. it was like my Primo Piatto emergency show that we had to do. The trip reviews will be there. Yeah, they will be there. But D23, and we had to bring on Angry Newfield Jr. to talk about it. So why don't we take a break? Because I'm sure there's going to be a lot to discuss after the break. Does that sound good to you guys? Yep. Sure. All right. We'll be right back. Break episode number 493 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. We're talking D23 reaction. Well, this is tech, what, Destination D23? It's not the official one, right? Correct. That's on here. They just announced D23 in next year. Yeah. Because they do want the the in between one in Orlando and then the, the main ones out in Anaheim every other year. It was early this year, wasn't it? I seem to recall being down there in November or December a couple of times when they did the last few destination Ds. 
That I don't know. I don't know when they normally do them. I, I honestly don't pay that much attention to the timing of them. But once they start announcing stuff, that's when I start listening. So uh, I guess we get right into it. There was a lot they discussed. <clears throat> most of it, at least most of the stuff we're going to focus on is going to be Walt Disney World related. But one thing I just have to say, when they came out, right, they're doing this whole big thing at the Contemporary, and he brings out the Muppets, right? This big to-do with the Muppets, who I'm a big Muppet fan. I know, Mike, you could care less about the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Hey, but but he brings out the Muppet movie tonight. I love the Muppets. Brings out the Muppets, and then that's it. It's like, why are they on the stage? They didn't mention them again after that. It was like the biggest red herring of all. <laughs> like, I don't even understand. Right. Miss Piggy makes this big deal about her next performance, like she's foreshadowing, and then they're, they're gone. That was it. So just a small nitpick, but a very weird instant. Like, why just they had him around? They're like, yeah, we'll just bring him out, I guess. Got my hopes up. Yeah, it, it makes very little, little sense for a, a company that prides itself on, like, theming and storytelling. Like, why are you bringing out the Muppets for no reason other than just to bring them out? And exploiting every intellectual every intellectual property they've got. They bring the Muppets out. You're like, all right, here we go. They're coming back. And then nothing. Nothing. Mike, your thoughts? Uh, I don't have anything to add right now. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing on the Muppets, huh? No. I know you're not. You could care less about the Muppets. I mean, I liked them when I was a kid. But again, you know, it was like Star Wars. No, I understand. Um, one of the other things, speaking of Star Wars, they announced that um, there's going to be a meet and greet for somebody from Star Wars, ah- Ashoka. I don't know how to say it. Are you a Star I Wars don't guy? Know who that is. No, not at all. Okay. It's a Disney Plus exclusive. Um, and I guess the character is a female bounty hunter alien type thing i'd probably sound like a complete idiot but i guess that character is going to be part of star tours and will also be uh doing meet and greets coming in 2024 so again not a whole heck of a lot to add there i like when they update star tours i think that's good that they do that and they kind of keep keep it fresh um, that ride just kind of languishes over there in the corner, doesn't it? I mean, it's I in a like weird it's spot. Gotten about yeah, exactly, but yeah, I I do I know what you're saying. Um, they also announced Asha from the new Disney animated film Wish will soon be coming to Epcot, Disneyland, and Disneyland Paris. So again, that's just a cross promotion for a new movie coming out. Whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Um, they talked about the Frozen theme land debuting at Hong Kong Disneyland in November, which is basically done now. Um, and then finally, getting into some Walt Disney World news that the three of us might care about. Um, they announced that starting in, I believe, October, excuse me, late November. The Hatbox Ghost will be coming to the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World at the Magic Kingdom. Um, So they said the 
the Hatbox Ghost, which they, they talked about this part already, will be materializing in the Haunted Mansion as you pass the attraction's endless hallway. Um, I don't know. I've never ridden the Disneyland Haunted Mansion, so I don't have any particular affinity towards the Hatbox Ghost. Doesn't really matter. Uh, if they want to update it to one of my favorite attractions at Walt Disney World, so any little update they give, I don't really mind as long as it doesn't ruin it. Doesn't seem like it's gonna totally oh, ruin. If you ask Diz Twitter, they were all up in arms over him being in the hallway, right? Because they said no ghosts have appeared at that point. Is that the the right. story? Madame Leona hasn't summoned in the the happy haunts, so he can't appear in the hallway. It was a big big drama on Diz Twitter. It's just where it fit, basically. It's like, yeah, it fits exactly. here. Like, physically fit, not storyline-wise. Someone said it had to do something with the movie and where he appeared in the movie. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't yeah. speak to that. I have not seen the movie either. Mike, your thoughts on the Hatbox Ghosts? You want to move into our next uh, subject? Well, you, it hell, you could say something, at least pretend. I got nothing to say. Were you aware of it? No, you, I don't know don't who care. it is. I don't, I, and I could care less. Correct. Yep. It's just another ghost. I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm just like Ed McMahon right now. I'm just kind of here. This is probably the least amount of participation since the Tim Brooks episode. A lot, a lot more like Ed McMahon than you think. He was usually uh, half in the bag on the Johnny Carson show as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, they used to make uh, <laughs> a lot of poke a lot of fun at him for that reason. Um, again, they're talking about some superhero stuff in Disneyland. I'm going to skip over that because I don't really care. Here's one that I think, Mike, you might want to participate in. Uh, starting next year at Walt Disney World, the Country Bear Jamboree is getting new songs and the Bears will be performing an all-new act. Um, they will be reinterpreting favorite Disney songs in different genres of country music. Imagineers are envisioning the new experience as homage to the classical music reviews in Nashville, and they're working with Nashville musicians to get the authentic country sound. Country Bear Jamboree will still have the fun and friendly tone fans enjoy with the same famous characters like the lovable Trixie, Big Al, and others. So they're just kind of dumbing down the Country Bear Jamboree. With, you know, they'll, they'll sing Bear Necessities with like a country twang and song from winnie the pooh probably and mm -hmm. then a song what are your thoughts Frozen. mike because I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this one. Oh, i could i just it's another sing-along who cares i think you just nailed it I mean, you hit the nail right on the head so I'm, I'm torn about this one i love country bears i think that the act as it is is you know one of the it, it's a little off color but the kids are entertained. Adults are entertained. It's a good show. But I can't remember the last time I walked in that theater and there were more than 30 people sitting there. Yeah, I like I like it because it reminds me of being a kid going with my parents. But it's tired. There's something needs to be done. I'm just tired of them shoehorning these stupid sing-alongs that I have zero desire to go into. It's exactly what I said. If I have to see Big Al singing Let It Go with another generic Disney yeah. IP sing-along, I'm just going to scream. Like, how many sing-alongs do we need? If you want to reinterpret it, you want to make it more current and more modern and fine, have at it. But do we really need reinterpretation of classic right. Disney songs with a country twang? I, I mean, at least give them an honorable death versus castration. That's my thought on it. Yeah, that that's the part that it's like they don't want to 
take away the classic, but they're taking away everything about it. So it's just, you know, at the end of the day, they're animatronics. They're robots. They have no, you know, you're not going to hurt their feelings if you get rid of them. You're going to just alienate 100% of your audience. Like the people that like the classic attraction aren't going to want to go. And then the people who take their kids because it's Disney sing-along, they're not going to like it because the songs don't sound the same. Like you're by trying to please everyone, you're pleasing no one. It seems like. Right. And how many other Disney singalongs do we have in the parks? Three, four. And I mean, Hollywood Studios around the corner is all singalongs, with the occasional building that just sh- uh, showcases their upcoming movies. Yeah, and you've got true. Belle around the corner in New Fantasyland. Go sing along with her. Be my guest. Huh, I didn't even mean that. Be my guest. I don't think Mike gets that. I get it. <laughs> on my board but um yeah i don't i mean you go from like blood on the saddle to like singing when you wish upon a star it's gonna be very very different it's like they did the tiki room under new management right and that was a total failure and then god corrected a mistake yeah they, they lit the thing on fire now the only thing that makes me like maybe 1% hopeful is that the animatronics are still going to be there. So if they decide to go back to the original or, or change it up seasonally to something and like mix it in, at least maybe they'll have that capability to just like flip a switch and go back and forth between the old show and this abomination and things like that. When's the last um, time we saw the Christmas overlay? <laughs> Fair enough, but I'm just saying they're not going to throw all these animatronics in the dumpster with no hope of ever seeing them again. At least the characters will be there. And like I said, that 1% chance that maybe they'll say, hey, what the heck, let's let's give them a, a little piece of nostalgia and bring back the original Country Bear show for a limited run, which obviously they're not against doing something like that. I feel like it was the beginning of a theme of... Disney going halfway and Disney taking the lazy way out. Like if you look at all the announcements that are going to come after this, I mean, there's some good stuff. Don't get me wrong, but they didn't want to upset the traditionalists by taking country bears out, but they didn't want to upset everybody who's offended and insulted by country bears. So they're going to leave the country bears in, but they're going to make it classic Disney instead of coming up with a whole new show that would cater to everybody. They decided just to go with the same old tired, generic Disney sing-along. It, 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 I don't know. I feel like this is just one of the first announcements that just showed a lack of imagination. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but you're right. No one was there. It's not like they, it's the same thing with like Maelstrom when that went away and Ellen's energy adventure, like, Everyone bemoans these decisions, but no one went to the damn attractions. If this, right, I liked was... Ellen's. Did you guys like Ellen's? It was fine. It was I a would good do place for a nap. I would do it on, you know, anytime I was an Epcot, but it wasn't high on my list of priorities. So I do I think... understand, like, there is something to be said about, like, okay, Country Bear is sitting in this prime location, especially. Now that Splash Mountain's closed, there's not a whole heck of a lot to do in Frontierland until they reopen it with the Tiana overlay. And um, 
if you're only getting, like you said, 15, 20, 30 people at a time going into this, it's not even worth staffing it at that point. So they had to do something. Uh, I just, this wasn't it, in my opinion. I'm with you. I mean, let's not even get into unused prime locations. Anyone want to talk about Stitch? Yeah, I don't know. That just went away completely. But at least they're not staffing it. <laughs> it's just, no, but I mean, that's a, a stroller parking now. building yeah. and prime location that could desperately use a people eater. Yeah, I don't understand that either. But either way, that's what they could have done. They could have done like an alien sitting along there. <laughs> the stitches sing along and kept the country know. bears alive. Yeah, you know, I, I got into a conversation with someone the other day. He's, you know, Disney fans just that, that they can never be satisfied and that they just want all these new e tickets. And I tried to make them understand that I, I think that the e tickets that they've debuted in the last few years are phenomenal. You've got Tron, which by all accounts has been excellent. Guardians of the Galaxy was fantastic. You know, Remy's is okay. I don't think we need new e-tickets. I just feel like there's a lack of imagination and there's a lack of pushing boundaries and there's a lack of debuting new things. They just keep recycling the same old ideas, whether it's their animated movies being made into live action, which is just the new easy, cheap way of doing it, or it's so taking it an old tired attraction. It's okay. We're going to update it. Well, your update is just the same old song sung with a Nashville twang. It's just a complete lack of imagination, which is, sad yeah. to me disney used to be about the difference and about pushing boundaries and now it's just the same tired thing recycled over and over again and, and you're right because when you think about the stuff that the real the people love even my kids like you would think the young kids it's like okay disney's catering to those people now like the younger kids, obviously they're not catering to a bunch of 40 somethings. It's not, they're catering to them because they have families or whatever, but they want to entertain a younger audience. So they're bringing the IP, you know, my daughters like the frozen ride because it's frozen, but their favorites still aren't the IP ones. They like the people mover. Mm -hmm. it, you know, they like, living with the land they like it's a small world like there's stuff that they enjoy that they talk about more even like the tiki room they like the tiki room and those things are just slowly or maybe not so slowly just disappearing and when it's just a retelling of a movie it's fine like you enjoy it for what it is as a kid but it doesn't hold anything it's not a unique experience because you can just go turn on disney plus and watch frozen and that's better than the ride to a seven-year-old kid, they get, you know, the whole experience of watching the movie. Like, they don't need to go on a two-and-a-half-minute ride to relive the movie. But when the only time you can experience the Country Bear Jamboree is by going to Walt Disney World, it, you remember it more. It holds a, a better place for you, and that's what gets you coming back when those kids grow into adults and they want to be the repeat customers. They're not going to remember going on Winnie the Pooh they're going to remember the unique stuff, the Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder Mountain, like the stuff where they invested their time and energy into creating a story out of thin air. And, I mean, look what they did with some of them. And even, I mean, they try to shoehorn movies out of a lot of them, but like Pirates of the Caribbean turned into a billion-dollar movie franchise because it was a good ride that they did a really good job with. 
Right. So even the kids understand a story that's being told, right? My kids want to go maybe visit a princess, at least my daughter does, but they want to go ride Everest and they, they want to see the queue and they want to see the Yeti and they want to see the stories. They go through it. They want to do the haunted mansion. They want to do pirates. They want to do all of these attractions and these rides that tell a story and give them a thrill and have a lot of fun. We've got pictures of them with the princesses, but if I ask them to rank everything they want to do when they go back to the park, it's all of those cohesive storytelling rides that they want to go on. It's the people mover to see Main Street. It's you know Animal Kingdom going on the safari. It's flights of passage. It's it's all of that. They've never seen uh, the, the the movie that flights of passage is oh, escaping Avatar, yeah. Avatar. They've never seen Avatar, but they love the the ride because the ride's incredible. I don't know. I, I think that they're just missing the mark here. I, I think it's going to come around and bite them in the butt real quick in about two years when Epic Universe comes rolling up. That's what a lot of people were were saying with the reaction to this is that like if this is their answer to a, a third gate at Universal, they're going to be surprised. But it happened with Harry Potter stuff, right? Everyone said, you know, look out, it's coming. They did it, and it took a big chunk out of Disney's audience, but they bounced back, but they they put a lot into it. They did New Fantasy and they did a bunch of other stuff. It just seems like they're trying to plug a you know a flesh wound with a little band aid. It's just not going to happen with these little things that they're trying to do. But maybe as we move on uh, into some of the announcements, there might be some other things that might be worthy. And there are some good ideas. So the next thing they announced, which I think is interesting and could be a good idea is uh, a new Pirates of the Caribbean theme lounge coming to Adventureland at Magic Kingdom. Uh, the first of its kind experience will extend the story of Pirates of the Caribbean, and Imagineers are in the design process now. More details coming in the future. I don't know how far off that will be. Is that just going to take place at Tortuga Tavern? Is that going to take place of where the Pirates League thing is? Are they going to build a new building for it? Is it going to be a sit-down? Is it going to be magic kingdom's first bar there's a lot a lot of questions uh and not a lot of details on that however well, it's gotta be tortuga right I, I don't see any other reasonable place for it to go tortuga as it is is already a seasonal quick service that is yeah. only open maybe half the time it's prime real estate it's right across the walkway from pirates i think you've in my mind you've got to utilize that space yeah maybe blow it out to, out towards like the Tiki room a little more in that other building that maybe they can use as well. Um, I don't know. Is it going to be a sit down? That'd be interesting if, it's, if they call it a lounge, but it's actually a sit down restaurant. I'd be okay with that. Um, we, you know, magic kingdom could always use more good restaurants. I visualized I, uh, an Adventureland version of nomad lounge. Yeah. Or like trader Sam's or something like that. Like that kind of no. thing. Nomad has food. It's a walk-up only. You can't make a reservation, but it's solid small plates. It's good drinks. I, mean, I don't have a problem with the alcohol coming to Magic Kingdom as long as it's you know it's not tripping around the world, slurring Epcot. I don't. Know. I think that's okay. But I think we all have to admit that Magic Kingdom, for the amount of food locations they have, is desperately in need of another solid food choice. You can only get burgers and fries from so many places. Yeah, I mean, Magic Kingdom's not great for food. We've talked about that a lot. I'm just curious what it's going to be. I know, obviously, it's going to be highly themed, but I don't know if it's just going to be like, is it going to be like Gaston's Tavern? Because that'll be a like a 
big wet fart if that's what that it would be a being. disappointment because that's like i thought that was i remember when they announced that like oh gaston's tavern that'd be pretty cool it's just like a quick service counter there's nothing in there no place to sit they don't serve anything good they used to have that pork shank which was decent i guess but now they just serve cinnamon buns there <laughs> it's like a cinnamon bun quick serve that's it at that place no, Disney's listening. Just Nomad Lounge, that kind of theme, that kind of food, that kind of atmosphere. Make it into Pirates and put it at Tortuga, and I think it's a home run. What are your thoughts, Mike? Still nothing? No. Usually food, you don't care about this either. Would you want to walk around Magic Kingdom with a cocktail? No. No? No. Well, but you don't you don't walk around any of the parks. I was just going to say, would you want to walk around Magic Kingdom? Is probably where I should have started that question. Yeah, yeah, we went last last weekend. We had a blast. All right, but you never drink in the parks, though. Or no, I don't. Ever. No, I don't. Yeah, I, and I'm not opposed to. It. I don't. I'm not opposed to it. I don't care. But yeah, I don't want them to have like beer stands every thirty I mean, feet you know, down Main Street. Kinda, it's kind of like putting lights at Wrigley Field for me. It was going to happen eventually, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm fi- I'm fine with Magic Kingdom being dry. That's true. Either way, it wouldn't hurt. I just, it's hard to do like Pirates of the Caribbean theme lounge and not have drinks in it. It would be very strange. Right, right. Because that's kind of like the whole theme of the whole ride is, you know, drinking the rum and doing all that stuff. But the Skipper's Canteen, which is a themed jungle cruise restaurant is a sit down and they have drinks that you can have with your dinner like if it's more like that if it's like a jungle cruise version of skipper's canteen i'd be okay with that but i think you're right phil i think it's going to be more of like small plates just like an ogre's cantina kind of thing which Which, by the way skipper canteen is probably the best themed restaurant on property if you take the time to look around it's such a theming and hidden gem yeah and they went through all that and no one goes to it which is disappointing because i don't yeah. know I mean, we haven't had amazing meals here but i don't think we've ever had a bad meal there yeah it's funny so we'll see what happens i, I i'm excited actually that is one of the few announcements that kind of piqued my interest i want to hear more about it i wish they had more details instead of just like here's an idea we have <laughs> Which is kind of what a lot of this, which is pretty much what all their announcements are to begin with, anyways. These were follow ups on ideas of thoughts of sketchboards they had for the last three announcements. It's like, hey, we're still thinking about this. Here's a new conceptual drawing, and no dates and no like nothing in like unless they give you a date, I wouldn't take any of this stuff to the bank. Um. They talked about Zootopia, Shanghai, Disney. Don't really care about that. Um, the next thing they spoke about was the journey of water inspired by Moana at Epcot, which is now uh, has an opening date of October 16th. They uh, got DVC previews coming up, Pardsy. Yeah, they had the cast member previews are going on now. I know they had a media event for it recently, and they have DVC and annual pass previews coming up. Um, I did watch your buddy uh, Nate's video on it this morning, and I have to say I'm very impressed with it. It looks pretty cool. I know it's just a walkthrough, but I don't have a problem with that. It doesn't have to be. I don't mind passive 
experiences, especially at uh, Epcot. It's just something that you can. It's very good look. It, like it looks nice. I think they did a good job with it. Um, did Nate think it was fancy? Oh, he was. He was. All <laughs> he over thought it, something huh? of it. Yeah, he's yeah. gushing over it. Yeah, literally. But um, I think it. I think it's good. The location is awesome. Like, there's going to be some really good uh, photo ops in that thing, if nothing else. And like you said, Phil, not everything has to be an e-ticket. This can be this could be a nice walkthrough, just like the uh, like the Living Seas. Like you go around, spend some time in the aquarium with the kids. Like I don't have a problem with that. It's nice that they actually kind of invested in something like that. At this point, they could open a Bucky's at Epcot, and I'd cheer for it. Anything to get those walls down. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they're they're trying to get the walls down. So that one, I'm okay with. I like it. Um, It'll be interesting to see how busy it is and how much time people spend there and hanging out because it's not like a play area for kids, really. Like, yeah, you can play a lot a of little... interactive elements, but you don't get wet. Like, it's not like a splash pad for the kid. Like, in Magic Kingdom and Storybook Circus, they have like that splash pad area where the kids go crazy. But this this doesn't seem like that. But maybe it is. It, it was hard to tell from the uh, the video I saw. I've seen some of the cast member pieces and the the Disney Parks blog. There's a bunch of interactive elements. I think the key to me is going to be they're all going to work on day one. I want to know the over under on when the interactive elements stop working and stop getting serviced. Yeah, well, that's they can true. keep it active. Then I think we're good. I mean, help my kids are still playing with the jumping fountains that were there when I was a kid. So if there's moving water, it's going to keep people happy. I'm withholding judgment on this one. I think if it comes out and it keeps the kids happy and entertained, and it's a a somewhat cooler spot in its location, then I'm all for it. Let's just get up, got back open, and and see where we are. And plus, it looks like it's going to be really cool at night too, with the spaceship Earth behind all lit up. I think it's going to be cool. I mean, I'm a, a self-admitted Epcot geek, and we were joking earlier about storms coming through. I was the guy that was down there on the, the 40th just hoping that storm blew through and the airport opened back up. I, mean, I, I want to see Epcot back to some version of its former glory. Get it open, make it a beautiful park again, and if this helps, then great, but we need Epcot back in the worst way. Well, speaking of... Uh, we could talk about something that's coming back to Epcot on December 5th. A new nighttime spectacular called Luminous. The Symphony of Us will debut on December 5th. Which, by uh, the way, is my second day there in December. There you go. They announced a brand new show that will feature fireworks, fountains, lasers, lighting effects, and music. Now, one thing I noticed, which makes me gives me a glimmer of hope, they didn't say like your favorite Disney music. Mm. They just said music, which makes me think it's going to be original composition for this. I'm just going to point to the name, right? I, I, I've made no secret of the fact that I was up in arms when illuminations went away and I know it was old and I know it was dated and I know it was tired. I have a lot of nostalgia for that show. You've got Illuminations and Harmonious kind of combined into one. I think there's a lot of symbolism behind that name. I'm looking forward to this one. I will absolutely withhold judgment. And again, you could put 
anything in place of Epcot forever, and I would call it a win. I hate that show with every fiber of my being. I don't hate it. I didn't like Harmonious at all. It's awful, and I now have to question your judgment on everything. I, I it's better than nothing. That's debatable. <laughs> I don't. I didn't. I don't mind it, but I miss Illuminations. Harmonious was too like screen centric. You had to be in like one of two spots to enjoy it. Like the beauty of Illuminations was you could enjoy it from anywhere. Like there were better viewpoints, but you could enjoy it in a 360 degree view around, you know, world showcase lagoon. And now harmonious came along and you had to be either in front or behind to get a good, good view of it. Hopefully this fixes some of those issues. Um, fireworks, fountains, lasers, and lighting effects sound good. And if Sounds like illuminations to me. And if there's an original soundtrack that maybe pays, pays homage to illuminations and, you know, does a little lip service to the people that need IP, I'm okay with that. If they kind of combine it and kind of mix in a little bit, but we need an original soundtrack. It can't be just rehashing Disney songs. It can't. I couldn't they can't agree go more. back and do that again. Illuminations, say what you want about it, had a few things going for it. As you said, you could view it from anywhere around World Showcase Lagoon, and it was a fantastic show. It came from all directions. It had a fantastic Christmas overlay. Number two, it was an excellent original score. It told a story. And number three, Illuminations had a soul. Harmonious tried. It got close. But Epcot Forever has no soul. And I think what they have done with Epcot from the very beginning, and I still think despite all of their mistakes, what they still try to do is Epcot is there to tell a story. Whether it's Future World or the New Neighborhoods, whatever you want to call them, it's World Showcase. Epcot tells a story. You can have Fantasmic, which is an excellent show over in Hollywood Studios. You can have all of your nighttime spectaculars at Magic Kingdom, and they tell a story. It's one of the things I loved about uh, Wondrous Journeys in Disneyland is it told a story. It used IP, but it told a story through the history of Disney. If Luminous comes even close to having a soul, telling a story, and being viewable around World Showcase Lagoon with by the way, without barges, I think it's a home run, especially with all of, you know, you've got Riviera flooding in there. You've got all of these Skyliner resorts flooding in there. Epcot could truly become, again, an excellent nighttime park, which is something that's been lacking for, I think, a really long time. Yeah, unless you want to get trashed. <laughs> that's the only reason why people are there at night. Exactly. For the most part, yeah. Um, they usually have good concert series, too. Well, that's true. Now that it's 100% festival, there's always a concert going on. There's on the always going to be a concert. Right, but that concert venue is small. You can only fit so many people, and they keep the traffic moving behind it. You need... The best nighttime shows have always, for the lack of a better term, they've been uniting. Right, They have brought in huge crowds because they're full of nostalgia. They're full of feeling. They are the things that people go home and talk about. They are the things that create those memories. They are the events that people line up for for hours prior to them happening. They need to hit this one out of the park. And I think they've got a really good chance of doing it. I, I truly think that they know they missed the mark with Harmonious. And I, 
this is probably the announcement that I am most excited about that came out of the entire presentation. Yeah, the name is promising. Yeah, the name is promising because they wouldn't say luminous without, like, you can't invoke illuminations and then give us something that's totally, you know, the antithesis of it by, you know, trying to hint at it with the name. So it's, it, it has to be like, they can't be that dense. Can they? I, I don't yes. think so. I mean, look at, yeah, yeah. he's right. They can. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, they can. <laughs> look at the show at the front of the park every night that goes on around spaceship earth. It's a mixture of new and old. If you look at the night it debuted, we were there and nothing got bigger cheering and a bigger crowd reaction that night than the replaying of illuminations they had to know what that was and they do a fantastic job lighting up that entire entrance plaza with both old music and new music that has just been re-recorded and reimagined and i would say that at this point even when harmonious was in play there was as much excitement at the front of the park around that show as there was at the back of the park around harmonious they had to have seen that i mean and they can be dense don't get me wrong and who knows what they're going to come up with but it, the proof is right there for them to see it with their own eyes. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have scrapped harmonious if it wasn't a failure. Cause they put a lot of money in, like they destroyed the barges. They're gone. They're not coming back. I think they know they really messed up with the barges. They have to, they, I mean, I think the barges sealed the fate of that show. Frankly, no matter what it was, it wasn't going to live up to ruining 90% of the day. Like no matter how good it was, like to have that sitting there all day for no reason didn't make up for how what that show could be. Had the barges been able to fulfill their initial promise and in what they were supposed to do, acting as fountains and spraying water all over the place all day long, they would have had half a shot. But between the barges malfunctioning and them not being able to spray water all day long due to a, a variety of circumstances, it became an eyesore. And I, I truly think that the uproar about that, both from newly visiting guests and old Epcot purists, I think they had no choice but to get rid of it. I mean, that was just a bad decision made worse by their inability to do what they promised with it. Yeah, and they don't have a lot that they have to do to make it better than the last show, but they can get... they. It's not hard. They can just tug on the nostalgia and make it happen. And like, just kind of hint at illuminations for thirty minutes, and people go nuts for it. And mix in some IP. I'm fine with it as long as it's not jet skis flying kites to Aladdin as they're circling World Showcase Lagoon. I mean, they were they were circling to Veggie Fruit Fruit for what it's worth. Okay, I, I stand. <laughs> was Aladdin the closing number? It might have been. Remember. Speaking of uh, going back to the future, for lack of a better term. Test track is going to be reimagined and they're reaching back to the original world of motion for inspiration and bringing the spirit of optimism to the next iteration of test track. Um, This one's really interesting because is this going to be another overlay on the same track? Are they going to turn the dark ride portion into like, world of motion and they just shoot you around 65 miles an hour on the outside and then you're done which i'd be perfectly fine with that that's what it ends up being i'm curious like they're not gonna 
change the building. They're not going to change the way the ride operates. I don't think I'd that be, would be a massive undertaking. It's too yeah, expensive. I, d- I can't imagine they would be doing that. They're just going to do another overlay on it, which honestly, like the version of test track now, I like the crash test dummy version better. It had a, a little more levity times better. It, it was, it had like some, like you said, soul it had some spirit. It was humorous. It had little, you know, Easter eggs in there. Um, this one, now with Tron being open, it's just like another version of Tron almost with the lights and everything. Um, just mentioning World of Motion makes me, again, optimistic, which is something, the last two things, Luminous and the Test Track, I've used the word optimistic, which I don't use a lot when it comes to the future announcements they've had. So the fact that both of these announcements make me feel optimistic about what's going to happen is definitely a good thing. I have no idea what they could do to make it more like World of Motion. My kids like the current ride, but they like the current ride for the last 15 seconds of it. Yeah, right. Sure, that part's great. It's fun. It's thrilling. But the, you know, the zig and zag and 3G enabled and, you know, a concept car that's been there for 27 years and hasn't ever been produced by Chevrolet. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it can only go up. I think the current iteration of Test Track, you want to talk about something that's just tired and old and needs to be changed. They can bring in old Epcot and make it new and exciting. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested in what this is going to be and to hear more information. They didn't really give a timeline on it either, so that doesn't make me feel too good because who knows? Is this going to go the way of Spaceship Earth where we're going to do different and it never happens? That's my concern. That's my concern as they talk about it and then something happens and they can't afford to take it down for any extended period of time because they need to have that ride there. I guess that's the good thing about Guardians of the Galaxy. Having another you know, e-ticket in that part of the park allows you to take Test Track offline for a while to reimagine it. Um, whether it's six months, a year, 18 months, whatever it ends up being. And it's um, about corporate sponsorship. I mean, Test Track is still a wildly popular ride. It's still one of the rides that people rush to at Rope Drop. Yeah. The fact that they're redoing Test Track and not um, Mission Space tells me that it has everything to do with the fact that Chevy is sponsoring it because Mission Space is all but a walk-on on a regular basis. So you'd think if they were going to try and get rid of somewhere that wasn't eating people, that would be the building. But I think it's just a monster undertaking with that centrifuge. And if you've got Chevy underfunding the build, then that's the one you go to. Yeah, I mean, it definitely says it with teams from Chevy. So, you know, it's going to be probably talking about the evolution of everything and going to like electric cars. I imagine it's going to be a lot with that. And they'll probably put electric cars, quote unquote, in the in the show, which why I mean, if you're Chevy. And you're going to invest all the money in it. And if that's the way they're going, then they probably should do that, right? Like focus on that next generation of how they want to sell their cars. Yeah, they said it themselves. You go back through the history of transportation and bring it all the way to the forefront. I think there's a lot that can be done there. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And you don't have to change a lot. I mean, the ride structure itself is still very solid. You know, that it, it could be fun as long as you get a little more theming in there, you know, other than slipping and sliding and avoiding a truck that's headed at you. What part of that ride is exciting other than the last 10 seconds? Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? They talked about the new the new ship is being called the Adventure. Any uh any care about that? Anybody? Not really. That doesn't do anything for me. I don't me. go on a boat, I'm not driving. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, now the other, the blue sky beyond Big Thunder Mountain. Future expansion plans for Magic Kingdom are the largest ever for the park, according to Imagineers. They're looking to tell stories beyond Big Thunder Mountain, similar in scale to things like Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, and Pandora, adding new attractions, restaurants, shows, and more. They talked about this what, two years ago as well Mm -hmm. or last year and nothing's really been put on paper. I don't know what it'll be or if it'll ever happen, but Mm -hmm. it's interesting that they want to blow out and basically add a new land to Magic Kingdom. My first reaction to this was this is their answer to Epic Universe, really? Yeah. This is what they're going to do. They're going to just tack a new land behind Big Thunder and say, yep, we're even again. Well, they're never going to open a fifth gate i think that's pretty clear now right i don't think it'll ever happen this is by far the longest they've gone without opening a gate i just feel like it's another measure of, or another half measure i mean i, I'm, I still keep coming back to tomorrow's statement at the beginning you know it, since we were last on this stage we've debuted 200 new attractions and bits of entertainment. Are they counting every single new cupcake that they've put out? I mean, what are the 200 now? Granted, they've had some wins. They've had some e-tickets. There's been some good stuff, but at least three times in that presentation, I heard him talk about, you know, being the best theme park experience. We've had 200 new themed attractions and entertainment. Either they don't think they need something big to compete with Epic Universe or they don't have the money to compete with what they're doing over at Universal or they don't think they need to compete with it because if this is the best they can do I'll tell you what the next three years could be excellent for Disney fans who want to go to a a park that's not crowded because I think they're going to get their lunch eaten if this is the best they can do is we've got further ideas on the idea that we presented to you last year well I think the uh the fifth park will be like the uh the Steve Jobs experience when they when Apple buys the company. I keep hearing that. that I don't know. I think federal regulators will have a lot to say about that. <laughs> yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, one thing they did announce uh, is that they're going to replace It's Tough to Be a Bug with a Zootopia show for the Tree of Life at Animal Kingdom. Um, I don't mind them updating that. It's tough to be a bug that's kind of showing its age for sure. Problem is Zootopia, but despite having anthropomorphic animals, has nothing to do with animals. Um, it is exactly against everything that Joe Rody created. Yeah, I, it it doesn't fit. Just because the characters are animals, it doesn't fit in Animal Kingdom, in my opinion. Um, doesn't really matter what I think, but, uh, I think there's a couple of things here. I think people have been screaming for something Zootopia 
and I would much rather have this show to replace an old show that isn't all that well liked anymore and right. it keeps it out of dino land which made me really happy i was gonna riot if they put zootopia land in dino land just completely contrary to everything animal kingdom's supposed to be so if their compromise was replacing the show under the tree of life that's horribly under attended by all means bring it however they did mention what they're going to do to reimagine dino land and they're going to Build a new land inspired by a region sometimes referred to as Tropical America. So Central and South America, basically. Um, it sounds like they're going to do maybe some Indiana Jones stuff. Just bring in the Disneyland attraction to replace Dinosaur. Which, again, whatever. Um, maybe some Encanto stuff, it looks like. If you look at the concept art, you could see parts from Encanto. I don't know what else they're going to do with that kind of stuff, but I mean, Dino Land never got love, really. Because it, it was. sucked. And that's fair, but now it's just sitting vacant. Like, it's it's come to its full thematic conclusion of a, a vacant fly-by-night <laughs> carnival that, like, none of the rides work and no one goes to. So, it's definitely run its course. They have to do something, and if they're going to build a whole new land, then God bless them. Go for it. Have I ever shared with you guys what I think this should become? No. So I think this is a huge missed opportunity. In my mind, what is, if you look at worldwide, the one land in one park that has been just critically acclaimed for theming, for imagination, for immersion, for the quality of how it was done and for how unique it is, the finger always points back to Tokyo's Disney Sea. Mm -hmm. Name me one place in Walt Disney World that has a large swath of land that's unused next to a large body of water that's unused that desperately needs a retheme in order to bring people into what is arguably a half or a three-quarter day park. And that's this area. You've got that entire waterfront that they've tried three different times to make use of that has just never gotten off the ground. You've got this giant piece of land that spills down to the water that they need something to do with. You need to bring people into this park and have something to do at night, later at night. You need to drag people over to that side of the park to get them away from the safari and everything else. You could transplant Tokyo Disney Sea into this area. You, you just take the blueprints and just put them in Animal Kingdom. It fits. It's everything Animal Kingdom speaks to. It would satisfy everything we're looking for. I think it's an easy home run, and I, I don't know why they haven't looked at that. Or maybe they have. I don't know. I just think it would be an instant win versus retheming Dinosaur and bringing Encanto someplace it a thousand percent does not fit. I, It's not a bad idea. I just don't love the idea of just carbon copying something. At least this is new. Besides Indiana Jones, <laughs> so, so you've got new. so you've got Encanto. What what's really all that new and exciting about it? Well, Indy's just going to be the same ride vehicle as Disneyland. But they have enough space where they could make it like trails, like the rest of the park, but themed after South America. So you could have different animals in that part of the park if you have like a animal walkthrough with you know capybaras and things like that that are native to 
South America, that would be a unique experience. Again, that's not something that's going to bring tons and tons of people in, like you're saying, but that fits more into the park. Um, and the Encanto stuff, you know they had to shoehorn something in there. They couldn't just build like Harambe like they did when they opened the park, which is perfect and gorgeous, and everything about it is thematically right. Um, so they, they can't just make Central America or South America and have it stand on its own for whatever reason. They have to do this. But I don't hate the idea of like a aquatic-based land. I just don't love carbon copies and bringing stuff in. But that's basically what they're doing anyway. It's a foreign land. It's adventurous. It's by the water. It makes use of it. And it can actually drag people into that park at night. And they, they need that. They need to be able yeah. to expand that park to turn it into more than it is. And we do a half day there and, and we're out. They tried to make it nighttime. Remember they did that nighttime safari for like three minutes. And then, I mean, Pandora is built for night. It's better at night, but they're yeah, not even open. Like you can't even get in there when it's dark unless you go in like the middle of January. Is the right, only time they close at the seven o'clock. It's ridiculous. They built this gorgeous part of this great part of the park mm -hmm. that's better at night and they're not open at night it's crazy so yeah i mean who knows what they'll do because this seems like this is a five-year kind of refurb anyway if they're going to build out the whole land so things can certainly change in that time it's not zootopia and it's not the 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 the, the other movie there the wakanda land they were talking about i'll, I'll count it as a win <laughs> That would have been real bad if they put that in there. Um, yeah, new experiences inspired by Encanto. Um, Indiana Jones are being considered for the reimagined land, but nothing is finalized. Obviously, the figment meet and greet, which just started in earnest. That's was pretty popular, isn't it? <laughs> Did you see the lines? Oh, God. It, it's quite popular. Um it is what it is. I was like, Figment's a large part of my childhood, but I'm not waiting six hours to take a picture with a six foot purple dragon. No, but if you're there in two years and it's like a 15 minute wait and the kids want to meet them, then it's not the end of the world, right? <laughs> you think meeting a six foot rat's going to give your kids a nightmare? Can you imagine Figment bounding up to a three year old? That's going to be interesting. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like the easiest thing they could have done, and they did it, and it's popular, so hats off to them, I guess. Nothing wrong with it. It's not for everybody. It's not for Mike. It's not for us. We're not waiting six hours in that line. No, six hours is ridiculous. I have no problems taking a picture with somebody. but Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what? I just question what goes through your head for six hours. I like the character interactions, especially with the kids. Like, it's fun having those pictures, but, yeah, I'm not waiting. If it's a lightning lane or a genie plus thing that you can reserve, that's different. But as of right now, it's not. We'll see what it's happens. It's like these people who pay $189 a head to go to a after hours party because they get a picture with this one strange character. For that kind of money, I'm not spending the whole time in line to get a picture with Jack Skellington. Thank you. Oh, that's yeah, the Halloween party. Like people waste the whole time just waiting for that one meet and greet. It's crazy. Um, and then one thing they didn't announce at 
D23, which maybe is the most exciting thing for me, is Soren over California coming back to Epcot for a limited time. Being able to see uh, Michael Eisner hitting a golf ball once again, that's a good thing. Smelling those oranges once again. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, I actually, when they announced that, I started looking at at the one-day ticket price for Epcot in December. If it's still there. If it's still there at that time. Because not only will you get that, you get the new nighttime show, the storytellers around the world. I'm like, that might not be the worst way to spend seven or eight hundred bucks. And they did say that um, World Celebration will be open in December. They didn't give dates, but you've got to think that it's going to be close on either my trip or your trip, right? That just means the walls will be down, right? Like World Celebration isn't anything in particular. It's just walls down, right? Get the walls down by all means. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a party. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've got a business meeting I'm supposed to take in actually right by you, Mike, in Sarasota in November. And I'm going to email them this week and say, hey, what do you think about maybe meeting in September? And I'm going to sneak across just to do soaring over California. Uh, I don't care. It's a good play. That's not a bad move. Not a bad move at all. But I'm excited about that one. Is that something you'll you you don't mind? I don't mind the new Soren, but I like the old version way better. So to be able to go on that again would definitely be high on my. And the fact that they can just interchange like it's mind blowing why they just don't switch it up from occasion. I don't know how much work it takes. You know what I mean? To just, it's already it, programmed, right? Where they right. just have to like order the scent from their supplier. Yeah, like I mean, sure I don't, the... I don't know if it's as simple as just you know switch switching over from one to the other, but I mean that would be sweet. Like even if you didn't know what you were getting, or there were options. Yeah, Let's I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we're huge Soren fans. I mean, I always say that you know, vacation hasn't begun until I hear that, that opening montage to soar. And like, that's for my kids that, that that's a core memory. Yeah. But the, yeah, the original version just hits me so much different. I just love yeah, it so much. With you. Every part the of orange it. blossoms and that's solid. Yeah. I, I'm going to try and get that business meeting moved just because if I've got to go anyway, might as well go when this yeah. is playing for sure. But I'm I'm excited. I think Epcot's heading in the right direction, and I I didn't think I'd say that for a long time. Yeah, I'm I'm not really excited about a lot of the things they talked about, but I truly get the sense that maybe they figured out that Epcot needs to be brought back and brought back big. And Epcot is arguably my favorite park, so th- I'm excited to see that. It's inarguably my favorite park, even Mine in its too. current form. Um, but to be able to get like a good nighttime show back, which I think they'll. They have to, they can't miss on this one. It's not an option. They can't mess that up. They, no, that could make or break the right. park, right? Yeah, it's a huge, a huge deal. If they mess that up, then there's definitely big problems. And then the test track thing is interesting. I'll reserve judgment. I want to know more about it, but just the fact that they even brought up World of Motion in the pitch for it has me feeling pretty good. And then the Soren over California, that's just icing on the cake for me. I love Soren so much. I mean, that is definitely, I told Sarah yesterday that we need to go to Epcot when we're there in December, if that's still going. It's a non-starter it's, for me. It's funny. I told a friend the other day that I was looking forward to this to see what they were going to say about Epcot, because I truly believe that 
you said they're making decisions for kids today, and I don't disagree with that. But kids today are not spending money to go to Disney World. We're spending the money to bring our kids to Disney World. The generation right now that they're trying to drag in there to spend money are us. And I note a lot of things that are hearkening back to the 80s and 90s to appeal to us so that we bring our kids so they can give the kids the new things. So I'm kind of hoping that it continues in this direction. I, I think they're trying to wine and dine us a little bit because we're the ones paying the bills to get the kids there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's very true. But uh, I think we should take our second break here and we can come back with our final thoughts. Does that sound good? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. We'll be right back. play now in the good old key of G. Zeke and Zim, Ted, friend of our name, Tennessee. Zeke's twanging on banjo and a tapping with his feet. A banging on the dish pine with a real old country beat. Zim is on the fiddle with a crooked hickory bone. When the spirit moves that groove, he can make that fiddle go. He also plays the washboard with the handle of a hole. And Big Fred's playing mild hop, he plays it kind of sad. He never took a lesson, he just picked it up from Dad. All right, we are back from break. Episode number 493 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. We were talking D23, Destination D23 reaction. Um, Hopeful for Epcot. Optimistic about Epcot. Everything else could take or leave it. Not a whole lot of uh, other information out there. Nothing Hollywood Studios at all. I feel like they're pretty much saying they're done with that which makes sense they did what toy story and galaxy's edge and the and runaway, runaway railway, railway all pretty recently so that kind of makes sense they're not gonna do too much with that in the near future animal kingdom that's where we'll i thought the muppets happens. were going by the way I, I really thought with muppets on stage it was going to be something hollywood studios and it just fell apart the tower of terror brought to you by rizzo the rat <laughs> That would actually be awesome. <laughs> that wouldn't be the worst thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But I'm optimistic about Epcot. It seems like, like you said, Phil, they're trying to move back in the right direction with Epcot. And that makes me makes me happy. But you also said it doesn't really put a dent into the Epic Universe that's coming. It's a freight train. That's going to be here, what, end of next year they said it's going to open? Is that? I think so. And uh, honestly, I don't really care. I've never been to Universal. It doesn't appeal to me because it's mostly like roller coasters and screen rides and things like that. It's not a place that my kids want to do now because they don't like roller coasters and thrill rides as of this moment. But that Mario thing could be a game changer. The Nintendo stuff, that could be as much of a game changer as Harry Potter was when that came out. 
we're not universal people either, but I think if universal hits it out of the park, that's only good for Disney fans because then Disney is going to have to come back and try harder. Yeah. That's what happened with Harry Potter. They kind of got complacent. And then when Harry Potter came, they forced them into doing something, building avatar, building new fantasy land, doing all that other stuff. So it'll be interesting. What are you most looking forward to, Mike, out of these announcements? Anything in particular? No. Nothing? Not to show at Epcot? You don't care? No. Okay. Thanks for thanks for coming tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's just, he did warn us that there, there would be a lot for him tonight. Every year it's just been a bunch of blowhard garbage, Mary Poppins, this, that. I'm just, whatever. I mean, at least the things with dates. Like, the show's yeah. coming. It might yeah. be crappy, right. yeah, but that's, it's coming. Yeah. Um, the stuff with dates, I feel pretty confident on because now they they don't really have an option. But the other stuff where they don't even give you a time frame is a little alarming. I'm a little concerned about Beyond Big Thunder. I mean, I know it's still blue sky, but I don't know. I feel like there's some cohesive theming issues there that they're going to need to address. And if you had talked to me 10, 15 years ago, I would have trusted them to do it right. And I guess they did it right with Galaxy's Edge, but I just, I don't know how I feel about them throwing another land back there and just hoping that it's, it fits. Yeah. I mean, they could make it like kind of like New Orleans Square in Disneyland mm-hmm. and move Splash Mountain and Haunted Mansion into that and continue the theme that way with other stuff like that. But I don't know. Who knows? They obviously don't have any ideas yet either, so it's not up to me to come up with the ideas. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have anything else to add here. Mike, what's coming up on our YouTube page? You got anything in the hopper? Yeah, I'm working on our uh, uh, Storm Along Bay video. Oh, very nice. Just in time for it to close. Yes. For like a six-month refurbishment. Oh, is it really? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it's pretty long. Uh, January or February through May, I think of yeah, twenty five. It's four or five. Yeah. But wow, I didn't even hear about that. That's a big deal, huh? I mean, that's yeah. a huge draw for that those two resorts over there. I would argue it's the biggest draw for most people. For a lot of people, yeah. I mean, there's the you know the access to Epcot, obviously, and then having the the best pool on property is a pretty big draw. Well, it might open up some seven-month availability there, though, so we'll see that. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't bank wouldn't on, that. on that. No, that place is so hard to get into. It's tough. Well, it's, it's small, right? Yeah, it's small. That's the problem. Anyway, so we got Storm Along Bay. You can find that on YouTube.com slash at WDWBTG. What else? You've been You've been active on the socials, Mike. What else is going on on our social media pages? Yeah, just been talking a lot. We put out, put out the question about what people's thoughts on the D twenty three announcements were. Oh yeah, do we get any? I think, uh, any I think Zach Tills has the same take as mine. What was that? What the hell did he say? Stand by here, parts. Okay, well you brought it up. I thought you had it in front of you. I didn't realize. He said, "I'll be excited if they do anything." Yeah, yeah. which has pretty much been my take for this entire show. Someone said the other day that, you know, Disney was poised to hit the throttle. I said it would help if they got into second gear. 
They're not even in the car. Yeah, I mean, they usually don't announce a lot of stuff at this one. This is like their their off-year election. This midterms. President. This is the midterms. This is the, the midterms, yeah. They usually don't give you a lot here, but it's more focused on Disney World because you're in Florida, and they still didn't really give you a whole heck of a lot. Like, I mean, so, they're in an impossible position, right? I mean, if they get on stage, they've got to make announcements. They've got to give you something. I think what threw me is they went through the trouble of putting up a new snippet about all the new exciting announcements Josh DeMauro was going to have. And they did that like a week and a half before he got on stage. And I think that got people so excited that there were going to be monster announcements. And then what we got was mediocre. Yeah. But and we'll see. Like you said, we'll be excited if anything happens. Who would you rather slap more, him or Iger? Ooh. Oh, DeMauro by far. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know, it's a toss-up. Probably tomorrow just for the pocket square, but you know, Iger the white shoes. needs it more. Oh, Mike hates those white shoes, doesn't he? I hate those sneakers. I mean, they both wear them. But they tomorrow... both wear them because they're both clowns. They're both idiots, yeah. buffoons. I, I mean, tomorrow's wearing the pocket square, but Iger's always got those Cosby sweaters on. So, tomorrow's sl- more slappable. Like, Iger, say what you want about him. He looks like a regular guy like tomorrow's like big tall goofy he looks like he'd be in that figment suit i feel like Iger would slap back though he might <laughs> Ooh, <you're laughs> slap. it was a way to end the show wasn't it <laughs> yeah. whose face is more slappable <laughs> uh, i'm just tomorrow. excited that epcot might get a soul back i'm not gonna lie i yeah. miss epcot It'll be nice. It'll be nice. How long think... have those construction walls been up, though? They three went up years? pre-pandemic. Yeah. No, more than that. They went Four up pre-pandemic. Years. I mean, yeah. they went up in at least 19. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And they haven't done anything. It's well, they put just... in that new fountain, that like the glass fountain in front of the spaceship. Earth. Yeah, they I'm talking down... around the whole back of it. No, I know. How long have we been on that Epcot loop on the monorail just staring down into a construction zone? And it's just nothing, exactly. Time to bring back the glory that was once Epcot. God, I miss Epcot. (laughs) They could do so little to placate people like us. Doesn't take much. Well, really but they doesn't. don't. I mean, it goes back to what I've been saying. It's yeah. like, you know, everyone's like, we need new monorails. We need new monorails. Well, here's this new walking path so you can walk your ass to the Magic Kingdom. You're welcome. <laughs> That's true, too. Anyway, I got to wrap things up here. You know where to find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WDWBTG. Our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at WDWBTG. Our Facebook group, WDW Beyond the Gates Podcast Family. Join us there. You can go to our website, wdwbtg.com. You can email the show info at wdwbtg.com, Mike at wdwbtg.com, and Gary at wdwbtg.com. Anything else, gentlemen? Negative. All right. That's going to do it for episode number 493 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For our guest, Angry Newfield Jr., and for my co-host, Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week now it's time to say goodbye to all our comments
see you real soon. K-E-Y Why? Because we like you. Hey.